Okay, cool. All right. What is going on, everyone? This is the DC Incentives Podcast, episode 33. And we have a special guest here. Please, our special guest, please introduce yourself. So my name is Rashni Hevawasam. I am an entrepreneur and a life coach that uh, specializes with a lot of mental health cases. Um, I, I am all about the holistic approach. Um, even though I have a medical kind of background, I use it um, just to know, uh, just to have the balance between the drug and holistic verb, world. Okay, and you're located in French. Yes, France. So you are our first guest uh, from another country. We usually get people from the United States. So yeah. you, you're definitely our first guest. So this is a home record. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Bonjour, mademoiselle. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay. Um, let's let's get it started. So, please introduce yourself of um, how you grew up, um, from you know being in the medical field to you being an entrepreneur. Just briefly talk about that, and then TC and Nairon will ask you questions also. Okay. So when I was like, I was born into a very strict uh, family not uh, very like rich as uh, rich because um, the thing is that my it was my mom's choice to kind of be the housewife mm. so it was my dad um, who was an entrepreneur and he was um, doing a lot of business at the time and uh, but we come from a really good family um, when you're considering status mm. in our, my country at the age of uh, uh, three, um, nobody would like, my parents never taught me that much, like I would say, but um, I was kind of an observer and uh, I really learned things from the way they acted and spoke. So mm -hmm. I learned my mother tongue, which is Sinhalese, like the talking version of it, uh, just through their actions and uh, uh, verbal skills. I linked the two up and that's how I learned the language. My first language is English. And by the age of seven, I was uh, kind of uh, tackling three languages because I was studying in English. I just accidentally came to the advanced uh, Sinhalese class because of my vocabulary. And I, um, I had to choose between uh, French uh, so I, I, I thought French was more actually easier than learning something like German, for example. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, what, what country are you from? Uh, I'm from Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. And you thought French was easier than German. I don't know. Both sound incredibly hard to learn. That's the first time I'm ever hearing like, Because in French, uh, you have a lot of patterns. So for me, it was easy to grasp. Mm -hmm. um, it's more easier than my mother tongue. So um, for me, 
Yeah, learning in French is actually more easier than learning in my mother tongue. It, my mother tongue has completely different letters. It Get has, wow. yeah, it it has sixty-seven uh, letters in the alphabet, and they're all round and like fruits. Oh and, man, that's wow! I, that's that's tough. That's yeah. tough. I don't even know what to say on that one. <laughs> you, you know, it's bad when you gotta have another language in order to grasp the, the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely tough. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, like, um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't even know how I did it, but I was learning from a very young age. Not exactly memorizing, but like learning, learning. Um, and uh, I was. Since I was uh, brought into a like a very strict uh, a strict parents, I was given strict parents a strict culture, so there is like not much freedom, you know, and they are the, the my parents were the two um, kind of heads of authority, like presidents in my world. <laughs> mm. Okay. Mm. Talk, yeah. talk more about that, please. We said you had strict parents, and yes. you said. In your country, and you said in your country, it's very strict. Now, here in the United States, it, it, you get more freelance to a certain extent. Can you talk yeah. more about that, please? Yeah, I, I, will ex uh, I will explain more about that. It's like I wasn't able to always hang out with the social norms, you know, like even if I, I had few friends uh, by the age of three I went to school but uh, I was bullied from the second day of school actually oh, I never yes. actually did. and um, the thing was that uh, a lot of people called me so many things that basically because I was just different and um, I tried so hard to like fit into society but um, I kept on like not fitting in it's like I realized that everything happens for a reason so I kept it that way I wasn't allowed to have any relationships like like um like romantic ones okay. mm. Mm. and I was only um focused on studies and that was also like uh, it was a kind of competition because I was focused on my studies because every time I go to my relatives place for example so like um, my grandmom's place and uh, my I had an aunt um, and uh, when I told her I really like sciences uh, she uh, told me my daughter also likes sciences and by the age of 11 I was doing piano practical and uh, theory examinations and then she would tell me that my daughter also does piano and theory. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's kind of like inflicting, uh, like it's kind of like um, creating some sort of competition between me and my cousins, which I didn't like. And it separated us into two different parts. Yeah, those little psychological war games can have um, long-lasting effects and family strains, you know? Do you feel as though your relationship with them today has improved or has it stagnated? Uh, with my parents, it has kind of improved, I guess. 
but uh, because the thing is that I was the first person to show them the change because I'm the eldest in the family. Mm-hmm. So I am the, I was the, I had, I had it rough. Um, I'm going to be honest. I had, I was, I am a victim of child abuse as well. Um, because I tried to speak out and tell them that this was wrong. And I used to get beaten up for it. I used to get beaten up even for the slightest things like laughing at inappropriate times. Like, you know, when you remember a joke in the middle of a funeral and then you're dead. Mm. Yeah. 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 No, I, uh, that, that, that must be rough. Do you think? Um, I don't want you to get too graphic if it's too hard for you, but do you think... No, it's easy for me because um, now I've actually recovered from the depression and anxiety because I was a victim myself. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I can speak about it. I, like I, I can talk about the feelings. So my question is, since you experienced that in life, was that the cause of you going into the mental health field? And like yes, yes. Start studying it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> when did you first garner the passion to work in the mental health industry? When did it click for you that this is what you wanted to do? Um, that was way further from the story. It was in 2018. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's really fun. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a whole lot of steps. Uh, steps. I don't want you to skip. So, uh, I guess continue. So, so you know, you're in school. You're learning the sciences. You you've been developing this this unhealthy psychologically unhealthy competition between you and your cousins. So, what happens next? So the thing is that, like, uh, what what is happening is that I'm also learning from it that it's wrong at the same time. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is that um, I'm also learning that what they like what uh, my aunt was doing was wrong because uh, my cousin never liked sciences in the first place and she never liked piano either. Mm. So <clears throat> she hated me like she she kind of hated me for being like the perfect child, you know. Mm-hmm. And. Um, that's why I call my life. Uh, it's kind of like um, lifting up the Iron Curtain in history, like the impetus to the Cold War. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the I'm thing so- is, I had like all of this like going on my head. Like I wanted to clarify. I wanted to talk to them to know that like I'm on their side, and I know that uh, like don't pressurize yourself. Um, I, w- I just wanted to communicate with them so badly, but um, unfortunately, I never got the chance until I was like late tw- in my late 20s. Okay. Um, the thing is that like, as I grew older, I became really um, academic. Uh, like uh, I became an academic. Um, I actually want, want some things in science fair. And oh. yeah there was a science fair and I would win it and I would get certifications on it. And um, so like I had stuff going on and uh, my my IT teacher told me that I was like one of the best students in the school. Mm -hmm. And 
um, and then he asked me whether I could be um, uh, I could be the president of the IT committee. But oh wow! President of the IT committee at the age of twelve, um, and my parents said said no afternoon clubs for me. Oh, oh boy! Yeah. And and um, like I I was kind of like an interesting person because I never really forgot everything I learned. So mm-hmm. the thing is that um, because I'm not memorizing wholly, only memorizing, I'm kind of learning as well. Mm-hmm. So so the thing is that for you know, for example for IT, um, we kind of learned how to make a website, and today it's much more easier to make. When, back when I was uh, 13, 14, uh, it was really hard <laughs> to make a website. It wasn't that easy. Now we have apps and now it yeah. yeah. So I made my own website. Um, nice. It's kind of like a weird website because it's, it was like music oriented. And uh, then um, because I liked, I combined it with uh, piano as well because I was doing piano. And mm-hmm. so I was trying to combine everything what I learned like together. And for IT, I also learned how to use Audacity software to like uh, make sound. And um, I I downloaded Virtual DJ to kind of create beats. Would you say? these academic and creative accomplishments yes uh, improve the relationship that you have with your with, that you had with your parents no no <laughs> yeah explain why not no it's it's because uh, of my choices that i made later on you know mm. okay. okay i get that it's and it's well, like it's like uh, for my like I realized that I can never be perfect for their kind of because I don't know what the meaning of perfect is there's no such thing as perfect yeah I don't know what their definition of like my parents definition of perfect was mm-hmm. but I had a different definition of <laughs> what perfect was okay, okay. what is your I, definition of perfection yeah it's like my definition of perfection is not like not trying to judge people for who they are and um, not trying to like you, our whole life we have to is a lesson uh, for us to learn basically and for me is that um, that um, you had to come to an understanding is that perfection <laughs> perfectionism doesn't actually exists but you can be better day by day because you're learning something day by day and that is progress for me and that is that is that is perfection if I'm doing that every day if I'm challenging myself every day that is perfection for me that's a beautiful and healthy outlook of what was probably and most definitely um an abusive childhood growing up you know it took it's amazing what what numbers parents can do on their children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then I actually got an exceptional offer in Oxford <clears throat> University to study medicine. 
I chose wow. yeah, I I chose Saint Hilda College because uh, I could uh, continue my piano as well. Okay. But um, the I knew the seat seat wasn't like um, uh, there were there were not going to be um, enough seats because I'm coming from Sri Lanka and they first choose like British people then they prior they have a priority list first they yes. choose British people then they chose Europeans then they choose like you uh, Americans and then Australians okay. and uh, we are kind of last after India as well. Wow. So, Africa so, and India. So, you, so you're saying experience like discrimination or something like that? Yes, yes. Same thing so, like, I, hey, the other country. Yeah. yeah. So, As I mean, every- like, yeah, I know, I know that, I, I know that uh, it happens. And I also know that, like, um, um, it happens for Africans as well. But we are, like, last on the list. Uh, actually, you guys are better off. That's terrible. Uh, yeah. Mm. And, so, how did, uh, so, so how did your parents react when you didn't choose Oxford? Uh, the thing is that I, I, I didn't actually, uh, I knew I wouldn't get it. Uh, and I told them it's because we are considered like last on the list. There's just no way. It's maybe, maybe it, like if I'm extremely lucky or they <laughs> consider me, then only I will. <laughs> go to Oxford, others I won't. It's like there's there's such a narrow chance, very narrow chance with that offer. I was thinking to myself and also with the embassy, uh, I just wanted to like educate you on that because not a lot of people actually knows about this. It's like we Sri Lankans need um, visa to go to actually every country. But for Europe, it's kind of different because we have countries um, in the European Union. So if you have a French visa, you can go to Germany, you can go to Spain with that visa, the same visa. But Mm -hmm. um, if you if you have a visa like a Romanian visa, you can only visit countries like Serbia, Bulgaria. So. Very limited, basically. Yes. So if you don't get the visa for UK, it's kind of like a barrier. Okay. It's very little to you. Well, my questions, since as a kid, how, like, and I hope I'm using this correctly, how did you handle the trauma that you experienced as a child? Um, I would like journal my thoughts. And um, I, music was my temporary escape. Okay. Mm. Okay. And then um, I I didn't take any like uh, drugs or alcohol because I know that I was like, it was prohibited by my parents. And um, I, so I never actually touched drugs. That's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No alcohol, uh, no, no alcohol at all. It's just, uh, it's just at, at a specific occasion, I only, like one glass and after like two or three glasses I feel tipsy so it's like (laughs) it's like yeah so I'm not uh, kind of like I don't have a high alcohol tolerance and I don't smoke either because um, 
I when as I grew up, I watched my dad smoke. So I always used to tell him because I was a science student, just stop smoking. It's really bad for you. Mm-hmm. And he did not listen. It's like every time I like spoke, he would beat me just for it. Oh, yeah. Boy. Uh, would you say you, uh, as an adult now, have you forgiven? your parents for the atrocities they committed to you? Yeah, I have forgiven every, everything because I knew that they are also learning in this journey called life. Mm-hmm. Um, to accept that for some reasons they, have, they won't change as of now, but in the future I still have hope, you know, because they mm-hmm. changed. they changed because of me and they treat my siblings way better for a reason. I have two uh, I have two siblings. Uh, I have a sister who's 15, I mean 16, and I have a brother who's 15. Okay. okay. Huh? And how, how old are you if you don't mind me asking? I am 26 going on 27. Okay, cool. Oh, so, so, so when did you start it? <laughs> when, when did you start um in the medical field? What, what what age was that? So I got a scholarship uh, uh to um one of the best universities in Romania. It's uh, for medicine. It was, um, uh, I studied allopatric medicine. So at the age of 20, I started. And it's like, I have like one year we had to do like uh, Romanian, but uh, that's unnecessary. But when I started, started uh, medical school, I was 20. Wow. wow. Okay. Uh, hey, but twenty. You say twenty six, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's sure. That's a big accomplishment. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely. Yeah. Congrats, yo! Congratulations. Yeah, congrats on that. For real. But yes. yeah. Um, thanks. Uh, like, um, there's a lot in the story. Like, you have to know. Um, before I tell you the rest, it's like, uh, yeah, there's is a lot. One- you- is one day I want to touch on you mentioned earlier. You said something like people used to pick on you because you was different. What do you exactly mean by being different? Um, because I wasn't a part of society's norms. I was doing things differently. Um, like I was, I was more into my books um, at the time. And mm. I, I was not afraid to be myself uh, in front of the people. Okay. And um, when I was when I was trying to be myself, it's it appeared like the first thing I realized is that people would accept me. Got it. Okay. So you um you realized of what was your self worth throughout? Life. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so I want to tell you that I had my. Um, I wanted to tell you that um, I had a year to myself, alone. Oh really? Yes. How How did you come across that? So I had a year to myself, um, uh, because my parents had to make this make this tough decision whether to stay with me or like leave, and mm-hmm. they did not the necessary documents to stay with me so they they needed like a permanent visa like a 
to be a more exact uh, five years, um, a long-term visa, right? And to get that, they needed to stay in Sri Lanka to get it. Mm -hmm. So that, that's why they couldn't migrate with me first, at first. And how did you take advantage of that year of isolation? So I I, that was the first year I discovered myself. Like, um, I, I discovered, like, I really like cooking as well. So that's something I discovered for myself. Um, okay. I, like in, I like inventing new recipes. And um, I realized that I was more of a leader than a follower. Mm -hmm. It's, I was the first uh, person to go forward in medical school and was getting all the email addresses of the students and kind of communicating with their teachers and kind of exchanging material between the two parties. Okay. And, uh, um, I was this kid. Um, it, was like, it was like really weird for me because uh, the books were extremely expensive at the time. And I had to get this huge book and it was really expensive. It's, it's like, um, it was, I, I won't tell you the price, but because the price conversion and everything, it's kind of uh, confusing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I would say it's like, it was so expensive. So what I did was like, that's the first time I would put myself online. So uh, I created a Facebook account, actually went to the groups uh, of the university. And, um, and I also created an Instagram account and then tried to look for students because I know all the students are online. Okay. So I know all the students are always on their phones, on their laptops. So I just went online and found a person who was selling the book I wanted uh, for an incredibly lower price. Okay. So, so like, uh, yeah. No, no. So, so, so you, you discovered cooking, you discovered you were more of a leader, you discovered that you probably liked that independence, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. I discovered that I'm a rational thinker. You know? Okay. Yeah, so I'm looking for like things like like getting an expensive book for cheap. Okay. That's <laughs> that's I, I that that is something like I discovered about myself. Like I'm I'm always not um, you know, going for the expensive thing because that's what like society does. Yeah. Yes, yes, big time the books, ex most expensive books. So yeah. Uh, and then, okay, I got this book and um, I, I kind of uh, sold notes because I knew that uh, uni was all about self-study. It depends on the university. Some universities and schools spoon feed you. Um, mm -hmm. this, this university in particular didn't. So, so this, uh, it was all about self-study and they don't actually care to finish the syllabus, some of the teachers. So it was more of self-study. So, so I was like, these kids want notes. 
quick and start because they want to go through all the topics faster. Right. Okay. Yeah, and so. I actually talked to a lot of um, people who are older than me in the medical uni, and kind of sort of combined the notes and sold it. But it wasn't so expensive. I just sold it just to get a like a small amount so I can feel uh-huh. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I I started to be a little financially independent, financially independent. Okay. So, yeah. so then so what when, I'm doing, yeah. So when your year of isolation was over, did you have to return back to your parents? Uh, but. No, I said once you, no, once your year of isolation was over, did you have, did you have to uh, return back to your parents? No, my parents came to me because they have got their uh, visa. Okay. You know? And how was that change? How was that shift for you? Um, it got worse. Like I, I was like, I was better off alone. I would say. <laughs> I would imagine so. I would yeah. imagine so. Because I was learning for myself and uh, thing is that like, I don't know, I developed some skills um, because um, I learned how to sell the same book for a higher price mm-hmm. that I got. So, because I know that book is, there was a demand for that book. So. So, so let's fast forward the timeline. So you finished medical school, uh, the no. year is 28. 28- Huh? Not finish. I did not finish. Oh, you didn't finish. Yes, I didn't finish. Okay. So what? Why didn't it, you finish? The thing is that a lot of things were happening at that moment. So, like at that moment, I had an anxiety attack. So, mm. at an anxiety attack, I was I was sleeping and uh, I got myself prepared for an exam. The only thing I drank the uh, day before was coffee, like cappuccino, like three cups. Mm. And the thing is that I woke up one day at 5 a.m. I stood up from the bed, like stood up after getting up from the bed and I fell down immediately. I lost control of my legs. My legs were numb. I could move them, move them, and wow. it felt I was like shot in the spine. Wow! And, yeah, and the thing was that um, when I opened my eyes, it's like I could see black blobs everywhere. Mm. So, so what happened? What what happened after you experienced your anxiety attack and you had your breakdown? What was what was the next step? Is to keep going. Mm. So I was like crawling all the way to the bathroom. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> because wow. I I the I need to go to the exam. Mm-hmm. That so, I think my that was my intention at that moment. And, and did and did that experience deter you from finishing school? Actually, not. This is not the only experience. Um, I also met with an accident once. <laughs> I will tell you, it's like, um, like life is telling me that this is not my path. You know. Uh, so so so. When was the exact? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. 
I'm just waiting till you give uh, like ask me any questions. <laughs> <laughs> Naron is the one that's gonna ask you 50 million questions. So <laughs> I'm so um uh, go ahead, Naron, and then after that, I'm going to ask I'm going to ask her, you know, um, qu um questions about what she already knows. Uh, okay. As far as like, um, like the pandemic and uh, you know medical stuff and health. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So my 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 question. I just want to know what was the exact moment you decided to drop out, and what did you do when you when you dropped out? Okay. So like um, the exact moment was um, in the mid of my second year the middle of my second year. The mm -hmm. thing was like, um, I realized like some people were taking advantage of me because um, I was the kid who was giving all the answers, you know? Okay. And then that, that just made me de more depressed than happy. Mm. Because like I was, I was hoping for there to, there to be some sort of connection. And um, I was, I also got, to at, uh, witness like the first stages of a relationship. So like three months, um, but uh, yeah. So I also knew that, uh, but this guy was like, he's also, he was also a scholarship holder mm -hmm. and he was a Sri Lankan, but he came from a really, really poor family. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he chickened out basically. And oh. uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like intimidated, basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So go ahead, Rich. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So talk to us about some of these questions was already uh, asked, yeah. but I feel like our audience needs to uh, hear this. So my first question to you is, well, let's go with, I want to go back to when you said about smoking. Um, yes. Uh, now, you, now, how can now? I remember you said smoking is bad for you. Is it yes. like cigarettes, the nicotine, or is it weed? Does it lower your uh, immune system? What is it? Explain that for us. Okay, so okay, so I'm t I meant like tobacco, tobacco in cigarette smoke. Uh, so yeah. Tobacco smoke contains nicotine. It also contains a type of cholesterol that is incredibly bad for your body. It's called VLDL. So, yeah, VLDL is okay. And easier, I will give you an easier name for VLDL. It's very, very bad cholesterol. <laughs> You're about to make me Google this stuff now. You're about to, I'm about to do some homework right now. Okay. okay. VLDL is like very, 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 very bad cholesterol. Uh -huh. You have carb carbon monoxide, you got tar, and then other top toxic chemicals such as arsenic, you have benzene, even for like, uh, my teacher used to say, my chemistry teacher used to say for, uh, you know, the coloring for Smart Eats and uh, M&Ms, uh, they use uh, benzene, mm -hmm. toxic. Wait, wait. So and you have a uh, formaldehyde as well. So you had it causes cancers, and you're using it to make chemicals. Slow down. And Hold up. Hold on. 
We okay. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Hold on. Hold on. This is too much, but hold on, hold on. So you said, hold on, let, let, let's go back before you move forward. Because now this, okay. well, we, this is going to be a lot to process now. Okay. So you said M&Ms, like the peanut M&Ms that Candy. we buy from yeah, the store. Yeah. Candy. Yeah. My chemistry teacher told me that. Yeah. You heard Whoa. it correctly. I, I said the thing in my head. I said M&Ms. I said, ooh. Whoa. <laughs> so... I know it's bad for you because it's, it has aspartame, it has red 40, yellow 5, all of that. Now, yeah. please continue. Continue what you were saying. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, formaldehyde, it causes cancers and it's used to make uh, chemicals and resins. And nicotine, actually, what is, it's an addictive and it's used to increase the heart rate, blood pressure. It narrows the uh, blood, uh, blood vessels in your body. So, more specifically, arteries, and um, which leads to heart attack. And then you have carbon monoxide and why is carbon monoxide producing? Because there is incomplete combustion. So, mm. yeah, according to chemistry, when you burn something and it doesn't burn properly, uh, it's called incomplete combustion. And in incomplete combustion, you have the release of carbon monoxide. If it's complete combustion, then you have the 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 chemistry proves that the result would be carbon dioxide, not carbon mm. monoxide. So you have mm. incomplete combustion. So it's straight up to the lungs and cause makes it black and burnt. And then, so it um, also travels to the red blood cells. So it reduces the oxygen level in the body. Mm-hmm. And so your heart actually has to work faster to pump the blood all over the body. So it usually pumps faster, like your, your heart pumps faster as yes. you're going, okay. And faster and harder because now it has to pump because the, the thing is that when you're healthy it's like it doesn't have to pump harder because you get the all areas of the body re- receive adequate amounts of oxygen yeah. but when you have a uh, carbon monoxide in the body uh-huh. for example you have your heart has to work twice as harder so like you you can see yeah the black sticky liquid in your teeth um those are kind of like symptoms to say that you're a heavy smoker and sometimes your nails turn yellow so oh you're talking about the blacks in the lips yeah yeah no it's in the lips and you have a black in the teeth as well like on the gums or like uh, in teeth, it's like some uh, black, some black kind of uh, material <clears> in <throat> the teeth. Okay, like a tar look. Yeah. Okay. So, so if, if, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So, if you are talking about marijuana weed, this was kind of like this. This was kind of I, uh, what I read from a book. It was not what I learned from medical college, but it, the book was uh, written by a doctor. So marijuana has um, THC that gives a high off. Um, And this high is associated with 
euphoric feelings in the mind because dopamine has been released. But this is also like a temporary fix. Mm-hmm. You don't address the whole issue. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a quick fix for depression. Yeah. So it's temporary. It doesn't give long-lasting effects. And this, um, this what this does it. It can worsen depression. So if you're having depression, it worsens it. So it gets you more anxious, fearful, etc. So this, these kind of emotions kind of lower their performance, uh, the immune system's performance. And so therefore people kind of develop a dependence over it because they're getting addicted to that temporary desire. So, so Naron, your screen, your screen first, your screen first. Oh, what's wrong with my screen? Oh, oh, shucks. Yeah, it's been <laughs> off uh, like a good, ill six minutes. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, sorry. Let me see if I can fix that. Uh, is that from the city or? I don't know if you're saving the city at the moment. No, 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 no. No, I wish. Okay, good. Go, <laughs> go ahead, Nairon. Oh, so um, my question was, oh, man, I'm so sorry. It, it's left me. I forgot the question. I no, forgot the question. You got it. You that's, got ne- it. that's never you happened it? to me before. Now you got it. You got it. It's right there. <laughs> um. So, oh, got it. So are there any unhealthy activities that you do partake in outside of drinking a little bit of wine? Do you smoke recreationally? Uh, Do you, I I don't know. Oh, I don't know what other negative thing you could Uh, do to your body. Hookah. Hookah, yeah. Yeah, I think I eat chocolate. That's that's the bad thing. But I do chocolate. Don't smoke. So that's good. That's you're not that's missing. Honestly, the thing so, is that uh, when I was in med school, there were a lot of cigarette butts on the floor, and I never liked that. And people were like, when I was trying to make friends, people were smoking, like putting the their smoke on me. Like oh, then I become a secondary smoker. Yeah, <laughs> and I always oh. hear it's worse. Um, being a secondhand smoker, the smoking the cigarette itself. Yeah, is that true? <laughs> yes, yeah, it is true because the thing is that uh, to some extent, you're uh, when you, as a smoker, you're putting it out as well. You know, putting mm-hmm. the vapor out as well because you breathe it out. But another person who's not even a smoker inhales all all of it again. Um, so it's like 10 times that's why that's yeah yeah, that's why sometimes it can be worse and if that person is always a social person then you're doomed (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way to put it (laughs) so okay so in the medical field when you work how was your experience working with uh people so, you say patients or, you know, your co-workers. Yeah. So I just want to tell you that um, even though I made the choice to switch um, halfway through the second year, I actually made the switch after completing my third year. Okay. Huh? Okay. So so how many more years of medical school 
uh, would you theoretically need? Three more. Oh, three more? Yes. You ever thought about going back? No. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I I think uh, I made a good choice at that moment. Um, It was the best choice I've ever made. Uh, okay. yeah. I was I was like I had a lot of people trying to live live through me vicariously. So yeah. <laughs> no, say that I, again. I, whoa, 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 whoa. Say that again, what you just said? You know, people were trying to live through me vicariously just because I was doing medicine. It sounds like <laughs> you're living your truth now. Facts. Yeah. Find it, you find out more of what you want to do and not what other people want you to do for them. Yes. So that's why I think you liking what you do more and more as time goes on. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is that um, my dad was happy uh, because he could see it in my eyes that uh, something was wrong with me because I was not my usual self. Mm-hmm. And um, and my mom thought that I was malnourished. I just need more food. You know, <laughs> that's how that's yeah, yeah, that sounds about correct. Yeah, those want to feed us. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, while when they went to France, I actually came last day. Oh. Okay, okay, so I came lastly, and my dad was really happy. And then I told him that I want to make my own business because I have an idea. And I want to have my own business. And that's how we get to what you're doing today. Yes. And, and oh. I, because he didn't teach me anything, I was like helping him because he was an entrepreneur all my life. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like the secretary. So he, he put me to a business, uh, he, he put me to a business university and he put me to the most expensive one. And I asked him not to. <laughs> was it like too much pressure or like what was it no the thing is like I think um, it's a way parents are you know <laughs> the most expensive uni is uh, the uni that is going to teach the kids the right stuff but right yeah no that's a fallacy in thinking yeah that's and I was like you can learn the same things in a cheap university <laughs> that's very true so when you say he was an entrepreneur, can you be a little more specific? What were the things that he sold? Uh, so he was an entrepreneur. So he had, um, he was selling, he can sell gems, but it wasn't a very good business because uh, the thing is that we are losing millions uh, when we are selling it to a Western uh, company, you know? Mm-hmm. We are losing okay. millions. And, uh, but, the Western people, um, it's more cheaper to buy from us because we are we are a country of low currency depreciation. So, makes sense. All right. Make yeah. definitely makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I've yeah. I, I've noticed that also. I, I've learned that also when um, popular brands that's in the United States yeah. that, that people buy that's like three hundred dollars. They'll go yes. to another country to uh, make the product for like fifteen dollars. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they I've... sell more expensively, and that's what happens with uh, Bulgari um, 
and um, uh, there are gem brands like um, what was that um, mm. like <laughs> Cartier yeah Cartier that's mm -hmm. what happens with these companies because they are selling more because of their brand but they're getting receiving cheap uh, materials from poor countries yeah okay so yeah. so uh, you yeah go ahead Nara Oh, okay. Uh, so, so you have the idea for starting a business um, as a life coach and holistic medicine? No, it's um, the thing is that uh, I just wanted to start a business and that was to restructure education, you know? Okay. It was to restructure education. Education, but I didn't know how to do it. Um, and my dad uh, kind of uh, gave me, he was, he put me to the most expensive uni and I like after a year, it's like after a year, I did the honors track. You, you, you did what? I entered the honors track. The honors. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, all right. And, and uh, what did you take away from business school? What did you learn from business school? It was uh, mostly about how to manage other people's businesses, not your own. But mm -hmm. I got all the like materials that I needed. Okay. And um, the thing is that like all, everybody in the new uni kind of knew who I was <laughs> and they always, they're like, because I get, I get good grades. Okay. They, and the thing is that they, they used to make so much of rumors about me because they thought that I was rich and spoiled. Uh, they kind of judged me from my clothes and I had a Dior purse, okay? Like, just because I had a Dior purse and it's fake, actually. And they thought it was real. It's, uh, my Dior purse was fake. <laughs> and people judge you for that because they yes. saw the name brand. But not yeah. that's fake. Yeah. That's people. It, it was a fake. And um, I also, like, went out uh, with a guy because he seemed nice. And mm -hmm. I don't hello, know. Like, hello, he, hello. Can anyone hear me? He was yeah, wearing, yeah, he was he was wearing like I don't know, he was wearing ordinary clothes, so I didn't expect him to be rich, you know. Mm. So I guess a lot of rumors just circulated, and I'm the person who's like goal-oriented, right? So the thing is that when uh, a guy like that asked me out, I didn't even know that he had five cars, sports cars. Five cars? Yeah, wow. five sports cars. I didn't know. I just, I just, he just dressed up like a poor person. So I expected him to be just ordinary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, my, oh, one quick question. How was that? I know you say you didn't really have a chance to date a lot when you was younger. So when you yeah. got yourself into, you know, onto the market, basically, how, how did you feel? Like basically letting yourself be vulnerable to, to the next person? Yes. Um, I felt like uh, I was learning more. The thing is that I, I learned what kind of a partner is actually suitable for me. Um, and I, I think I needed to be vulnerable in the first place, which my parents disagree on, to mm -hmm. figure that out. So what kind of person, what kind of person do you need? Because uh, I may be on the market soon and uh, you look kind of nice. So, you know, yeah. talk to me about that. So like, I Wait, like guys, so <laughs> I, I, I saw it, it's like, I'm like, I'm the alpha in the relationship. So 
I'm the alpha in the relationship and the guy kind of like helps me, educates me. That's the type I like and um, kind of does everything I want him to do. <laughs> oh, wow. That, 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 wow. Oh. <laughs> Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> oh, he's, he's going to fly all the way from New York to France to see you. I, I, I'll go. I'll go to France for a date. I wouldn't mind. How much is a plane ticket for France? <laughs> yeah, actually, this is kind of weird because all the guys just wanted to come to my location, so I kind of knew that I was an alpha. After that, that's why they are, gotcha. Got you. But they're doing it <laughs> because. Oh the thing, man! I, like it took me a long time to figure out that I was the alpha. Okay. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. And how does that, and has that been working for you? I mean, I don't know a lot of guys yeah. that, that are like I into that stuff. About that. Yeah. Oh, because the thing is that I was a, like, I was acting like a beta, but I realized that I'm not the beta. Mm. <laughs> so, the so are, you, are you currently seeing anybody now? And if so, how does being the alpha affect your relationship? It's because uh, in my experience, I've noticed like um, if there are two alphas in the relationship, they're always fighting and everybody thinks like both of them think that either one is lying. It's not bad. Three months, then the usual kind of relationships. Mm-hmm. And if there is beta and beta, I've, I've noticed that there's no improvement in life. It's like it's not going anywhere. It's like the relationship is not going anywhere. It's just, <laughs> It's just you're wasting a lot of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, I still have I still have a lot of health questions for our audience <laughs> that we need to get into instead of talking about you know. Um, so go ahead, Nairon and TC, and then after that, I have like a whole bunch of health questions. I'm ready for that. Right, yes. Yeah. No, uh, no, I got, I got, I got a pretty important health question. Um, how do you feel about dating African American men? I mean, how does the health wise, psychologically, for your health, how, yeah. how would you would you be open to dating an African American man? Uh, actually, I don't mind uh, like the race. Like, I'm not racist. Like, I have released a book. Uh, that kind of destroys racism and sexism in the first place. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm All sorry. Right, the- I give them. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I, I meant to. That's the last time. That's the last time. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I meant to tell you, yes, he'll ask you a million yeah. questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I meant to do that. <laughs> um, oh wow! This oh, yeah, that, man. The, the the hell question. Hell question. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I just want to before you go to the healthy questions. I just say that um, everybody knew me in the uni, and I started coaching students, and that's when um, that's when I started coaching and was in, and um, I used to give students a direction in their life. Uh, so. One one guy said, I, I don't know, my parents just pay me. I go to uni, but I don't want to be here. And then I was like, what do you want to do then? I want to be a geography teacher. So that's a good way to start. 
Mm. And then he was like, okay, you, you can create your own tutoring business for geography. And there was this girl who was like, I want your... I was hoping I can like organize other people's clothes in their wardrobe. And I was like, is there a job like that? No. <laughs> mm. And yeah, because these were like extremely rich kids. And I was like, you can be a fashion entrepreneur. You can design your own clothes. You are really creative. I don't, I don't think that anybody would need you to organize their closet because I can do that myself. Mm. And yeah. And uh, the thing is that in 2020, the pandemic strike and I knew that my um, dad can't invest in his business and mm -hmm. support me during my education. And I guess I came to, uh, there was a light bulb moment in my life um, that taught me that I don't need to prove to the world that I'm smart. So speaking of the pandemic, right? And, and I know <clears throat> you've been, you asked, uh, you've been, you answered this question before, before our yes. audience. What, uh, for, so how has the pandemic enabled us to shift from the old world to the new world? So the thing is that um, a lot of uh, businesses closed down and they had to move online. So I, I think that there's a new child, there's a beautiful world in the online you can sell you can still, you can uh, do a uh, million things and you can survive basically from the online world. Yeah. And you need to even um, go and meet people physically like what we are doing right now. We are still maintaining social distance. <laughs> we have virus. Uh, we, are kind of, um, we are kind of evolving in a way. So uh, with technology and technological advancements, the thing is that like we are communicating without even meeting. Uh, we, we, yeah, so we are using Zoom for that. Um, so these are methods that will be, there will be new, more innovative methods that are going to take place in the future. And it's going to happen at a fastest pace because of the pandemic, uh, like all the innovations kind of speeded up in a way. So um, I want to, Go ahead, Nairon. No, 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 no. You had more questions, more medical questions. So, yeah, keep going. Well, so I want to continue on when you talked about, because now we have NFTs, cryptos, and uh, the meta, the metaverse world and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so last year, for continue for what you were saying, uh, essential workers and... Oh. They was the heroes. Well, for the United States, I know for other worlds also. Um, yeah, yeah, I know they are big, workers yeah. are generally superheroes. Yes, but yes. in this case, in this case, I would say the pandemic. Kind of, in the pandemic, um, when they released the vaccine, like it didn't. It, they broke a lot of medical rules, especially. Um, uh, a lot of medical rules that I learned and um, and I, I just want to tell you that I'm the woman that does not shut up you know I'm not the she <laughs> no no as you because as we on your life as you talk about your life we can see why you're not the you know the hush type you're, yeah. you're the yeah. one that you're, 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 
your revolution, <clears throat> revolution, uh, you know, you're, you're a, a rebel. And I, and to continue on that, you're absolutely correct. As in, we are the heroes and everything. We went through this pandemic. Now it's if you don't take the jab, then you lose your job. Yeah. And you said that it's a lot of medical, you said a, a medical rules that they broke. Now, yes. are you talking about politicians or something like that? Like, I'm talking about businessmen and politicians. Got it. Okay. 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 And you said according to the vaccine, right? Yes. <clears throat> It broke a lot of rules. Um, uh, vaccine is drug classified. It takes 10 to 15 years to produce um, one drug. And they go through a series of uh, uh, tests or phases. Uh, first, we have pre-clinical uh, testing or animal testing. And then we have clinical uh, phases. So you test uh, about 20 to 80 healthy, uh, healthy volunteers. And then you uh, then you moved on to the next group, which is 100 uh, to 300 patients, and then 1,000 to 3,000 patients. And this normally takes, like, for the healthy small group, it takes about one to two years. And um, for the other two groups, it's like three to four years. And it's basically you're measuring uh, how the drug is absorbed, distributed, and excreted. And then you have like two types of files, which is like a lot of pages, like 10,000 pages probably to fill. And it's called the IND application and NDA application. So you have investigating new drug application and new drug application. And then you have post-marketing studies. And the FDA has to approve at each stage, which wasn't mm -hmm. done. Any of this has, wasn't done. Okay. Ah, what? Yeah. Well, I mean, it couldn't have been, right? Because the vaccine came out within the year of the virus. So my follow-up so follow question would be then, um, what are your thoughts on the, uh, on the vaccine itself? Because I've read articles that stated that the reason that they were able to come out with the vaccine so quickly is because this is a COVID strain and there are vaccines out for COVID strains already. Um, what, what say you to the, to, the, to the rapid way in which the vaccine was produced? That never happened in history. Hmm. So if you take a look at the history, this has never happened. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to tell the truth uh, to uh, everybody. And it's like, this has never happened. And it's the first time that has happened. So it's like uh, going against medical rules. So one thing about this podcast is I don't <clears throat> want the, we, you don't yeah. have to sugarcoat. Okay. Yeah. You do not have to sugarcoat anything. That's great. That's great. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'll go first in uh, not sugarcoating anything. You are gorgeous. I'm sorry. I find you more attractive as we continue to talk throughout this podcast. That's just me, you know, <laughs> saying my piece and not holding back how I think and feel in this moment. <laughs> um, I feel honored that you think that way. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, not everybody appreciates a woman that goes and does, doesn't shut up. You know, I've been. Um, oh no, I hope this podcast lasts for another five hours. I'm good. I've I'm fine. I've been abused all my life. 
<laughs> so yeah. All right, all right. But um, so okay. so so, would you take the vaccine, or have you taken the vaccine, or are you gonna avoid it at all costs? Well, well, first, first, but before we um, before you <laughs> answer the question, I, I I know you did say about well, not you say, but the question is also to follow up is that um, CDC data, right? I, I don't yeah. know if um. The website when you said about the cdc data about vaccinated are more like being hospitalized or something like that according yes, to yes. data can yes. you please explain that and what's the website that people can uh, look up so you can find this on cdc that um, they are releasing uh, data but so by april 2021 there were 4000 um, people that were admitted to the hospital and they were all vaccinated Wow. Mm. Say that one more time. 4,000 people were mm. vaccinated and admitted to the hospital in uh, April to, uh, April 2021. Wow, 4,000. And, and you 4, said, 000. wait, wait, and you said this is on CDC data. Yeah, CDC data. Wow. And okay, so do we have to go to CDC dot com or something like what what's the yeah, website there is there you can go to cdc you can also check it out on forbes yeah, there's an article oh, on it oh, and uh, there are people speaking out because they mandated the vaccines and when they mandated the vaccines uh, all the doctors here went on strike and lawyers as well so you had the most uh, educated people on the streets <clears throat> okay so um, let, let's 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 go back for a second when you yeah. said um, um, continue for for what Nyron was asking. Yes. <clears throat> Which is, what's your well? You don't have to answer this question, honestly. Yeah. Okay. But continuing to what Nyron was saying, what is your stance on it? What's your vaccination status is what I'm essentially asking. Yeah. I mean, you you can completely yeah. say, okay. I'm I not am not, you, you don't, I, it's, I am, it's completely up to afraid, you. Yeah, I'm not afraid to tell the truth, okay? Like, I I am not vaccinated, okay? okay. okay. I use the mask. I made <clears> social distancing. <throat> I've actually, I'm now I'm living on top of a hill. And um, I I use the mask um, when I only in crowded areas. Okay. And I'm not even like tested as well, and I'm like healthy because I know the PCR test um, is not designed to actually um, distinguish uh, COVID. You can't even distinguish COVID from PCR test. It's like flu, for example. <laughs> it could be a flu. It could be a cold. So you know. <laughs> so, so what? So, oh man, I have so many questions. I know Nairon, you have so many questions too. I just want to Listen, say we can, we can, we can talk all day. I'm fine. I just want to say one day about the vaccines. <laughs> the reason why the vaccines even came out so fast because I think it's just a flu shot. The thing is that it's not a flu shot. It's more complicated than that. Um, they, are, they, have, they have actually nanoparticles, which are actually uh, toxic for the brain. It's like, it, it's like taking the vaccine, it's like promoting the 
pharmaceutical industry because you're going to be you you taking the vaccine is a risk i would say for other diseases other diseases like what so like yeah like um, the fda has actually released three documents uh, for three different uh, the three different different vaccines and they have also mentioned that uh, um, uh, before taking the vaccine you should be actually consulting a physician <laughs> so it's proof that what so what you're so for what we're getting the information because i know you studied yeah. this you, yes. you definitely studied this so for what you're thinking for this information is that for um people in united of course in the united states when they say we, we mandate this it's actually proof that it's unconstitutional and it broke the rule like you like you can actually it, yes mm -hmm. the thing is that this vaccine it's like this covid vaccine is just like um i would say it's similar to flu because it's the way how it's similar to the flu and uh, the cold vaccines is that even if you take it you're still going to have the disease right right you're still susceptible right. to to get yes. a disease yeah. it's not absolutely like, like, grams like people take a cold vaccine yeah they don't take cold vaccine they don't get flu, uh, flu vaccine flu shots because that's something that we can do ourselves uh, we can recover from using our natural immune system same well, yeah, with covid yes yeah, it's, it's it's proven 2020 that you yeah. can uh, well some well because we all had family that you know passed away from covid yes. um and everything so um what would you say to those that like the elderly um, that yeah. has a weaker immune system when they like, you know, when we get older. So what would you say to them? Um, what's the advice? Uh, so, okay. For elderly, I actually, um, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, I just wanted to say when I said that don't take the vaccine, I just looked like an idiot, but it was only an idiot for a short period of time <laughs> until everything took place and um, for the elderly people vaccines won't work because their system weak, immune system is already weak so you don't think a vaccine will prevent them from fighting the disease should they catch it no because uh, your immune system becomes weaker as you grow older and this was one of your one of your questions my health questions because the production of cells reduce so we have um the lymphocytes that reduce in the body so when you're when when you're older and when you're uh when your body is kind of responding to a disease it doesn't respond as robustly as um you know an immune system of a young person responds mm -hmm. so the thing is that this so the immune system becomes slower to um, respond to any disease and flu shots and other vaccines may not work. So, all right, so explain to us about immune systems because now it's, it's uh, explain to us about 
when we are young, our immune system is strong, and then when we get older, it gets weaker. Can can you please explain that, please? Also, too, I just want to add on to that but question. I have to explain to you what our immune system is made out of. We have the first uh, barrier, which is the skin. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when we are like, so viruses, bacteria, any kind type of pathogen can enter through eyes, nose, mouth, ears, uh, and uh, even uh, sex opening, uh, sex organs. Yeah. So that's how, that's how um, any pathogen can enter the body. Mm-hmm. And you have um, immune system, what, what type of cells come to mind is white blood cells. And there are types of white blood cells. You have lymphocytes, you have granulocytes, you have monocytes. So lymphocytes are like T helper cells, like adaptive, that give adaptive immunity and activate B memory cells that kind of remember the disease. Uh, You have T killer cells. So T killer cells kind of uh, come and they give give you like a label saying, here's the infected cell. This is the infected cell. Mm-hmm. And it just points to a human cell that is has been infected by the pathogen, and it labels them so you can you can uh, so there is a there is a uh, there is another type of cell that comes and like uh, destroys it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, go ahead, TC. Question. And also, too, I know you said elderly people would benefit from the vaccine, but what about people who have like diabetes, for example? Those kind of chronic conditions. Yeah, yes, I gave a whole list. Um, <coughs> I in my podcast because everything that, that's been circulated in the news is kind of biased. So I gave a whole list of people who won't. Uh, who wouldn't benefit from the vaccine. And uh, people with diabetes were one of them. Uh, pregnant women were there. Elderly people, yes. I gave a whole list of people who <clears throat> the vaccine. Okay, so, um, oh my, I have so many questions if you don't mind. Yeah. It's like very, yeah. so. I just charge my device. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um let's talk about um why people just briefly why people make the same mistakes. Um, about what? Yeah, that's <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> I mean in when it comes to life in general, people repeat it because they don't understand where they're going wrong. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about mistakes in general or? Yes, in general. Yes, in general. Oh, okay, in, okay. Right. So people don't realize where they're going wrong. So when when you de- when you're dealing with culture, the problem I had was the best careers were like doctor, lawyer. Um, um, those were the types of uh, best careers, engineer. But if you didn't know anything and you were pretending that you knew everything, you would be pointed out to a political career. Mm. career. And <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, we are, and we are supposed to believe these people? Yeah. That's my question. 
Yeah, I find that interesting because I have, you know, you're the second person who I take seriously when it comes to talking about the vaccine and the potential dangers of it. The other person I know, his name is Paul, uh, and he's an EMT worker, and um, he he had the same concerns as you. And the thing he pointed out to me is that we're not going to know the long-term effects of this rushed vaccine until yeah. 10, 15, 20 years from now, you know? Yeah. Um, and, that's, and, and that's something I had never considered. It just feels like for us in this current moment, we're in a tight spot because society is telling us to get it. If we don't get it, we're susceptible to catching a, a, a relatively new virus. Um, yeah, or losing our incomes. The thing is that um, if you are in that case, it's like it's better to work remotely or maybe at home or kind of implement a new system. And um, and if you have been if it's a new virus, you should be fearful, like fearful of death in the first place. Mm. Um, it's like your body can handle a lot of viruses, a lot of uh, you have been through. I think you have gone through many illnesses by yourself. Wow. I currently what I'm currently ex- uh, experiencing is I think it's a love sickness, but that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Smooth <laughs> <laughs> <Food> operator. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, so, so explain uh, coffee, tea, um, and what's the chemical substance of coffee? Can you please explain that? Okay, so like, um, like we were taught this from a really young age, by the way. <laughs> hey, we, we, we need a reminder. We need It's not only for coffee and tea, it's also for energy drinks, cola drinks, energy bars. Okay. And um, actually, they have a substance called caffeine. Caffeine is a natural drug that Mm. kind of stimulates the brain and nervous system. So its effects include increasing body temperature, dehydration, dizziness, headaches, migraine, rapid heart pace, uh, restlessness and excitability, anxiety, fatigue, muscle pain, no sleep. (laughs) So I have a question for that. So you see coffee gives you caffeine and stuff. I know tea also gives you caffeine. Yes. But is it like a healthy version of caffeine or is it like the same thing? So No, it's like uh, you take black tea, for example. Black tea gives you 11 milligrams of caffeine. So Mm -hmm. if you take coffee, you have 40 milligrams of caffeine. So I would say um, uh, taking black tea is better because you have 11 milligrams of caffeine. So it's a reduced amount. So, <laughs> and I know you. It's better for you to drink tea anyway, because coffee also uh, produces acid. Uh, yeah, that is, but uh, that is true. But that's not my explanation for giving up coffee at the. Okay. At this. Yeah. Right. Okay. So what about I, I'm all right. So I'm explain my personal about me and tea. 
So I take tea almost every day and I use it with turmeric, ginger, um, sometimes. Good. Yeah. That's so, good. Some, yeah. Um, so, sometimes um, I, I, I drink apple cider vinegar in the morning. So, but the thing is for me and tea, I don't use it for sugar. Even the, the, the organic sugar, I don't. I use honey. Okay. So explain that of if if I'm you if I'm doing a if I'm doing a thing, <laughs> please explain to me. Explain. Okay. So the thing is that you're actually very healthy compared to the average person because they use sugar and you know my my mom like use five like four teaspoons of sugar <laughs> and I'm reducing I'm reducing the amount. She's increasing it a bit. And yeah. So like I keep on telling her that don't go crazy with the sugar. <laughs> so honey, so honey is the right, right. So I'm doing right, using honey instead of sugar. Yeah, but like don't go heavy on the honey as well. Uh, but you but you're doing it more, you're living a life more healthier than the average person. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, guys, you have any questions? Because I'm, I, you know, I got more questions for her. No, it's good to be on the other side where, like, the, the other person has, like, tons of questions to ask. I, know, I, just, I, don't know her. I am not hitting, I am making astute scientist, scientific observations about the level of attractiveness of one of the people in this podcast right now. That's all. It's a scientific yeah. objective analysis. Now you everything for what you're answering. You studied this, right? For how? Yeah, I, I studied this. I actually studied about like tea and coffee from a like young age. <laughs> but I'm st- everything for what we're talking about. You stuck like it? Did it took years to study this? Uh, yeah, because like I'm coming from like I had to go to school right before going to medical college. Absolutely. So yeah. Yes. So these are the stuff I kind of learned, like about coffee containing caffeine, and there's 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 this appropriate uh, amount that is like acceptable, which is lower than four hundred uh, mg of caffeine a day. Lower than four hundred. Wait, wait, say that again about four hundred mg. <laughs> lower than four hundred mg. But mine is way lower. Mine is like. <laughs> Mine is like eleven uh, mg a day. So let's say about um, when we go to the doctor every six months or every year to get checked up. Yeah. Uh, so we got to check high blood pressure. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, high cholesterol, sodium, um, and when we get checked up, right? We six yeah. months. So what what would what would your advice be to have a balance? And I know. Like I would say, like eighty percent of it has to do with us eating. So, can you please explain that? It's that you have to understand the science um, about healthy eating. It's like uh, uh, when and what you're eating because caffeine. If you're increasing the amounts of caffeine, for example, you release cortisol and adrenaline in the body. So, when cortisol and adrenaline 
increased in the body, you have increased heart rate, you have increased blood pressure, you have increased blood sugar, decreased digestive system function. So that promotes weight gain and um, decreased growth processes. So, so my question is increased heart rate, increased blood pressure. I mean, could you get the same effects from looking at a pretty woman or is it <laughs> just strictly food? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yes. <laughs> it can happen. Yeah, but it's like a temporary feeling, but not every day you're feeding yourself. <laughs> so if I saw you every day, you mean like these side effects would but eventually I, decrease I, or would yeah. it... Or, Hmm? It will decrease, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. That's unfortunate. I like this feeling right now. You know this is live, right, Nyron? Like, this is, like, <laughs> this is going you know on. Like, like, you know people's you watching. People want the, to know, the, no. The, like, Nyron, the public is watching this. Yeah. This is going to be on <laughs> This is going to be on social media. Do I know, you know Sunday, that? Sunday, but <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. You know I'm having fun. Be- I'm having I, I'm having fun, man. I apologize for him. Sorry about that. Um okay, questions. So, so, go ahead, go ahead, TC. The, the medical field, you you would say you got into it like around elementary school, like around that age, or like older? No, this um no, the thing is that like I I chose sciences from a really young age, so like in junior school. So junior school is like uh, when I'm like nine. Okay. It's like really intense. So they taught us this about cortisol <laughs> increases when you take caffeine, and the kind of the same thing happens when you are in stress situations, moody, scared situations so you have increased cortisol increased adrenaline when you take caffeine so it's like <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i'm a bit jealous like, <laughs> like science back in house like in america here they teach us about like what they taught us about how to make a volcano out of yeah exactly like yeah, something like that like does water conduct electricity? Like, you know, yeah, I'm trying to think what did they teach us? Remember that little thing? Like, they would take two Coke bottles and you would spit it around <laughs> to make a tornado. Yes, I did that. I did yeah. that. But it was for a geography class, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they didn't. Way ahead of us. Like, yeah, they never prepared us about the big stuff. No. Right? All right. So, I have a couple more questions that I'm going to get to, guys. And then I'm going to ask you entrepreneurs uh, questions. Um, so talk to us about um because here in the United States here yes uh what is what is it called oh my god when we have ingredients it's approved by the FDA my um yeah. so it's approved by the FDA some ingredients that we eat which is we talk about in the podcast and I and I google <clears throat> what I do is I google uh, search this like it's just yes. a simple google research i don't do no hard research or anything i just google this yes. so please explain about like you know the ingredients that we eat of i know we uh i, I touched on high fructose corn syrup i touched on aspartame the red 40 and i touched on the healthy ones too like why you should fast well, I, I didn't touch on fast. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, I say you go um, to fast. Water. 
Fasting increases intelligence, if you didn't know. Say it again. Say again. Fasting increases intelligence. Gotcha. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do that more often. You just need to fasting? I, man, I've been fasting every month, like every three months. But I've been thinking about it. I'm just like, yeah. Nah, nah, honestly, I, I I inadvertently do uh, intermittent fasting sometimes because sometimes only eat one or two meals a day, and I know after like a twelve to fifteen hour period of not eating, I think yes. your body, uh, yeah, begins to go into a uh, starvation you better, mode. You better, than yeah. That girl better yeah. come my plate. <laughs> <laughs> There's a link with intelligence as well. So talk okay. about. Like the ingredients and, and you know the nutrition facts and stuff. Uh, you can talk about the good ones. You can talk about the bad. You can balance it. Whatever you like to talk about. Uh, just give advice for our audience. So you are like about salt, um, sodium, and butter. I just want to tell you that so sodium is salt. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Butter has about. 11 milligrams of uh, salt and the best uh, salt is uh, best butter is the unsalted butter yeah okay yeah so we, you, what, could, do, do you know of any unsalted butter products exactly and you'd prefer unsaturated unsaturated butter you mean right uh yeah uh, if you are if you want to know which fats are better there are uh, there are two types that you can choose from so trans fats are unhealthy and um, there are two other fats uh, categories they're called saturated and unsaturated fats so i learned this in biology when i was young so unsaturated fats are better because they have the cc double bond and that's uh, this is chemistry, uh, carbon-carbon double bond. So unsaturated means carbon-carbon double bond. They are products that have uh, chemicals like uh, natural uh, ingredients that have the CC bond. That okay. CC bond, that carbon-carbon bond breaks down and gives you HDL cholesterol, which is a good type of cholesterol because it goes straight to the liver to be broken down. Okay, I think you're gonna have to break that down one more time. I'm sorry, like okay. you said, HDL. Uh, I, I know you have to get to Niron's uh question too. Um, okay. you said you said HDL, um, yes. HDL you said, is good cholesterol, aka okay. good, cholesterol. and you said something about CD or CC, something like that. That's chemistry, it's like carbon carbon double bond. Mm. Uh huh. Okay. So yeah, my chemistry say every time you're dealing with unsaturated, it's sort of chemicals that could be artificially made or naturally um, made as well. It can be both, but they're CC. They're carbon-carbon double bond. They can be broken down to a healthy, healthier cholesterol in the liver. So HDL, what foods do you normally find that in? So... Um, you have, I can give you examples of unsaturated fats. Okay. So you have uh, two types of unsaturated fats. You have monounsaturated, again, this is chemistry, polyunsaturated fats. Mm -hmm. So you have poly means you have so many carbon-carbon double bond and mono means you have only single. 
So you have olive, peanut, uh, canola oils, avocados, nuts. If you eat a lot of nuts when you're young, uh, you're, there is a correlation that uh, you give, uh, you develop intelligence if you eat a lot of nuts. Mm-hmm. Seeds, sesame seeds or pumpkin seeds. Then we have polyunsaturated fats, which are like walnuts, corn, soybean, flaxseed oils. You have flax seeds also, and uh, fish and seed oil. Yes, (laughs) take it every day. Every day we take flax seed oil. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) And one observation I realized too, with different countries, like let's say every every country have a McDonald's. Yes, I see the portion sizes are completely different to America. Because America, for example, you can order a small; the drink is this big. Yes. It's tall. And I just want to know, like, why is that? Like, for like, for example, in France, I know a small is like smaller than this cup. Yeah. I know. It's um, it's like, I think when you're considering France, like, I think uh, they have a more healthier mindset. And okay. so they say we won't give um, this much of uh, calories per bun burger. I think there's a rule or something when they you you try to like have a McDonald's outlet in France. There's a difference. Mm. So some some countries may allow it. Some countries do not. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right, Nairon. Uh, uh, ask your questions again, Nairon. I'm I'm sorry about that. Um, I forgot what it was. What my what, what my initial question was in regards to health, but um, I, my my questions are gonna veer off into uh, talks about uh, entrepreneurship, and um, yeah. so so if you still want to talk about health, we can. Uh, as far as health, I won't have as as many questions though. Yeah, okay. it's it's fine. It's fine. No, okay. So I only <clears throat> have about um, I'm be honest, you only have about like for health questions and then we can move to the um entrepreneurship <laughs> you just said you had two more health questions i'm sorry yeah, I'm you sorry. added yeah, four so more on top of the two he's a victim of the american public education system i like bring some poor education system at the same time uh, I, I'm, I'm currently suffering from, from being love struck, but that's a whole other thing. So, you know. Okay. So, uh, explain. I'm going to make this very quick because I know we don't really have, oh my God, the time. Um, well, is it okay if we can get extra time for you or no? Um, that's fine. Okay. Fine, what time is it over there right now? If it's four over here? <laughs> it's 10 7. Wow. Do you have work or something? Uh, I, yeah, I kind of start the day with a joke. Okay. okay. So we want to try to hold you longer. Yeah, we don't want to try to hold you longer. You know what? So I'll make my questions. um, I'll do two more questions. Uh, Explain, but I'll just do two and one. So explain uh, metabolic rates. Yeah. uh, Low, low, medium, below, or high, I'm sorry. And then explain what weakens our immune system in general, and then that's it. Okay, so um, the metabolic rates, we have 
high, which is ectomorph. There's a specific term for it. And medium metabolic rate is like mesomorph. And um, low metabolic rate is called endomorph. There are scientific, um, you know, terms. So high people who have a high metabolic rate are those like, is that that one guy is your skinny friend who eats all the food in the buffet and he's still mm-hmm. skinny. Yeah, that, that used to be me. That used to be me. Not then, anymore. But then after we get the high, you know, high blood pressure <clears throat> like down inside yeah, yeah so so the, these type of people need to eat more protein and have more strength training um they have to focus on taking some calories so they might be athletes um so i i kind of put myself here mostly i'm mostly a person of high with a high metabolic rate so i have a bit of like i digest things so fast and I kind of, uh, like, I was kind of, uh, I had a lean body from the rear, very start. I wasn't very fat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I eat carbohydrates before a run. Okay. So, and how often do you exercise? It's like every morning now because I <laughs> am an entrepreneur. <laughs> Right, right. You have that freedom. Yes. Okay. What what if oh my god. All right, I I promise y'all it's gonna be the last. What uh what advice I'm sorry, what advice uh would you give for people that eat like morning, afternoon, like actually you know what? Scratch that. What is uh the the max time like it should it be 6 p.m 7 7 p.m they should be like you know not stop eating but like heavy meals yeah that's that's a good one what is the optimal time to consume food yes yeah so um i would say like you have time until 3 p.m in the afternoon i guess what yeah (laughs) that's really early yeah. you have time till 3 p.m normally people have the big breakfast and a big lunch right but um the thing is that for dinner we kind of uh, reduce um the amount because you're going straight to sleep and when you go straight to sleep your kind of digestive system slows down so a lot of people can gain more weight uh, when they eat a lot right before they sleep. Yeah. Okay. All right. You can do the entrepreneurial questions now. Yeah, guys. All and right. Then, so yeah, I didn't go through mesomorphs and endomorphs, so medium and um, low. So oh, for okay. medium, you have a balance uh, between protein and carbs. So balance between strength training and kind of. Um, um cardio training it's like running and stuff so you have to have a balance and for low it's like circuit training yeah they call it circuit training and diet should contain like less fats uh, more protein and more vegetables eat um and i i eat a little like little bowls you know if you are an endoperf and you have very low metabolic rates you eat like little bowls whenever you're hungry Little bowls of food, but don't starve yourself. Okay. Okay. 
I, I mean, when I started fasting, I I learned that. Um, so, well, just I'm just saying, me personally, um, that some of us we were taught to eat three meals a day, but yeah. now that I fasted for like every month, like three days, you know, five days, um, I learned that you don't need solids to really survive to a certain extent just yeah. water just water yeah uh, the thing is that a lot of people actually do this a lot of people actually through water and um, the thing is that it 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 kind of stimulates a lot of things happening in your body and your body goes on to survival mode and the thing is that it it learns to uh, preserve like the necessary components for your body and um, yeah so scientifically speaking like I would say fasting I've read that fasting in a way gives intelligence because you 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 also become very grateful for your life for things you have and you don't overeat or you kind of don't overeat or do anything right mm-hmm. you don't go you kind of do, um, you don't go past the past the limitations like if i could put that so you don't overeat when you're fasting right okay. right right you have more discipline you constrain yourself yeah. yes yes Welcome that's what I- <laughs> okay oh thank you for the health health uh oh, that's a good health knowledge health. definitely that, as yo, you can tell as as you can tell diamond is all about uh health uh, whenever we have a podcaster on that has even the slightest inkling of knowledge about health, they'll ask them tons of questions about hey, it. Man, health is wealth. <laughs> hey, health is health wealth. is well. Health is well. So, uh, y'all could uh, ask, you know, her being an entrepreneur and everything. So you were talking about? Hmm? Yeah. So that was a huge, uh, like, step for me and a challenge for me because all this time I've been avoiding I felt like I've been avoiding the real world situations but just by studying or like um, I felt like uh, I've been avoiding everything that's happening in real life just by studying or trying to obtain a degree that's what I felt like Mm -hmm. and we're kind of avoiding it every time we're choosing study 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 (laughs) you know so um Specifically, what is your business? How do you how do you construct it? How has it allowed you more free time than another uh, than a normal nine to five would? Uh, so, like, I first of all, I want to tell you, I wasn't this kind of person who was being accepted to jobs. I like, I went to a, a magazine company um, first uh, to work there, so I can write for their magazines. But they- <clears throat> you need to write your own book because what you write is so meaningful and I I guess my thoughts are more organized when I'm writing <laughs> and yeah so I, I write things that I've learned in life and in my life specifically so and I put all these lessons I've learned like perseverance to have perseverance and applaud yourself um, because if you um you have achievements, whether they are apparent or hidden. Mm-hmm. Learn to celebrate them. 
and I kind of write like incredibly meaningful stuff. So they asked me to write my own book in which I did. Uh, it's called Unveiling the Truth Behind Catherine's Destiny. I made it a fiction story. It's about my life. Uh, I made it a fiction story because it will raise a lot of skepticism. And I also have um, put some health facts and kind of like um, things that I should have learned in school, which right. kind of like destroys racism, destroys sex, sexism kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Wait, you just say racism, what? Racism. I, I know, I kind of, um, those those fact blobs that I put in um, my book kind of destroys uh, the whole idea of racism, destroys the whole idea of sexism. You know, you, you remember when I was asking her earlier and she confirmed that she would date me, she said it's because she was going to get, you know, she doesn't believe in racism and her book kind of destroys it. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. Okay. Anyway, so, so, so writing is one of your hobbies. Um, yeah. But how did, but how did you, so you applied for many jobs. You didn't really get accepted um, and, or hired a lot often. Yeah. And also I got in uh, <clears throat> into an interview with a real estate company that was kind of uh, also doing an, another business which was uh, kind of uh, inventing secure locks so you can use barcode to enter and leave uh-huh. so uh, I would speak one hour with the HR because I was so interesting to them and uh, he would just leave the other interviewees like li- lining up and then I was like what about them oh oh I have I, I got your story beat I got your story beat. So I was job hunting and I applied. You might not know this organization. It's big in the United States. I was I applied for a position for the NAACP, which is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Yes. And it was, I think, a couple of years after college. And it didn't really pay a lot. But the fact that I was able to work for, an, I had the opportunity to interview to work for an organization like that was what incentivized me to go. So I get to the interview early, right? I get yeah. to the interview 30 minutes early for the NAACP. The woman, the woman shows up 30 minutes late, right? My interviewee shows up 30 minutes late. She had her hand on her phone the entire time. Yeah. And I'm taking this interview seriously. She goes, you know, what 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 brought you to the NAACP? Uh, <clears throat> what are your what are your long-term goals here? And she said, uh, she asked me, uh, what are your weaknesses? And nobody had ever asked me that in an interview. And quite off, uh, quite honestly, I, I have no weaknesses, just in case you were wondering. So it took me some time to really figure out how I was going to answer. She gets up in the middle of the interview. Yeah. And I'm waiting there for 20 minutes. She said, hold on, I'll be right back. I have to take this phone call. She, she never comes back. Her secretary comes back and explains to me that... Uh, the woman wanted to thank me for my time and she'll get back to me if she wants to hire me. It was the rudest interview I had ever been a part of. You know, <laughs> I, I was rejected from the end of a black man was rejected from the NAACP, overqualified for the NAACP position. It was a slap in the face. It was a slap in the face. But like, I mean, the I was speaking to a Danish person. Um, he was a Danish HR. And he was telling me that maybe I need to 
yeah, I need to make my own business. And he said, I know you figure things out. He kind of gave me a clue. Is like, I know you figure things out mm-hmm. uh, of future because you are more of a leader than a sheep. Okay. Gotcha. He gave you that spark that you needed. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so what exactly did you choose to um, to pursue your business in? So, like, I wanted to continue the life coaching because I knew that ninety eight percent of the people aren't as happy as they should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was. Um, that's why I went to the life coaching field because I need. Uh, I knew that a lot of people just wanted to find have true happiness. And um, that's by living their truth and not living a lie. And what happens in society is they've made the lie the truth and the truth the lie. (laughs) Right. Uh, How long have you been doing this now? Uh, So it's it's almost one year. Okay. So and and I can can, oh no go ahead go ahead now. All right. So economically, when you first started out. I know money is a touchy subject for a lot of people, but if you could be candid, so you, you started off, I'm sure you weren't making a lot of money in the beginning. How are you keeping yourself afloat while you were doing uh, life coaching? The thing is that um, I needed to form partnerships with uh, other people. So the thing is that like, I kind of signed a deal, a company that was willing to kind of give me more customers. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, okay. They my sales so in other words they were increasing my sales so the thing is that I make a huge impact for them uh, the deal was uh, I will make a huge impact for my clients and mm-hmm. they will get sales for that more people for that so it's more sales okay so it's not like a private practice that you are doing no okay, <laughs> okay. so so you started with a company. Did you have to get certified for anything before you started or or you just jumped right into life coaching? I, I jumped right into it because it's, um, first of all, all certifications, um, it's like a piece of paper, you know, like a degree with a piece of paper. But, yeah. you know, when people who have degrees are not that smart, it's like you have to figure it out by yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. I got two degrees and no matter how many days I starve myself, I, I'm not always the smartest man in the room, you know. So I, I, I get you. I'm laughing because it's very you true. You are intelligent compared to most people I've met in my life. So I would have been happy if you had said handsome, but I'll take intelligent. <laughs> I'm apiosexual, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so you, um, so you, you jumped right in. Do you remember your first client? Uh, yeah, my first client was actually actually burnout. Um, was facing burnout. Was facing issues in the present. Um, mm-hmm. uh, life choices. And I guess like um, they weren't happy with the job they were in. And some like uh, my first one had to change the uh, job. And it was a kind of uh, difficult move for them because they came came to me. They came to me, said that everything else was a problem. Like my relationship was a problem. My life is a problem. Like that's how they came to me. Mm -hmm. And when they left, it's like, okay, I need to just 
quit my job and take another job and they eventually she that person took another job but they mm-hmm. still stick to the same field so it was okay okay <laughs> okay so did the recession the economic recession did yes. that did, did that um make you be like hey i want to start a business uh yeah because i need to change the game right You need to talk about it. Talk about it. Wow, okay. talking like a true alpha. I need to change yeah. the game. You're like, thanks to this now, Sam. I need to change the game. Right? Look, right at the camera, too. Everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's doing the same thing. It's time to change the game. And that goes to our 2021 they're breaking the rules so now it's to get entrepreneurship status yes okay. the thing is it's the thing is that this happens a lot because a lot of men students are losing their autonomy and that's the most important part of your uh, yeah brain and the thing is that the whole entire syllabus and everything is hard and um, they they've been actually they had this idea that they can't accomplish anything and then when they get a degree it's like they now they can speak up so i mean they put all their high hopes on a piece of paper which shouldn't be that way yeah i i completely agree uh i really put my high hopes in a in a piece of paper and uh i drive vans for a living now so you know <laughs> a piece of paper did me a lot of good um but how do you determine how do you determine uh the pricing of each client um the thing is that i wanted each um like everybody to afford kind of my services so i kind of um like what i did was like i separated um it into different categories depending on the time and the price mm-hmm. and okay. what i was what i was going to give uh, out so people who what they could afford to have uh, a few a uh, few minutes of conversation and I'm the type of person who is actually very lenient on the time so mm-hmm. if if i if i kind of notice that hard time and they don't have uh, much money to put in for my service like i manage they get the maximum like the maximum input for that value you know okay got you got you i mean i wish you were in charge of our healthcare system that That sounds so much better than, you, than what we have to deal with. Are you using insurance for different uh, clients? Um, like, what? Like what clients you take? Do you set the insurance? If they have insurance, do you set insurance cards yes. also? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And how does life coaching differ from therapy? That's a good um, one, yeah. That's, that's a good question, actually, because therapy is like, you're basically telling all your problems and this person is giving you a quick fix but here uh, in life coaching is like this person is telling all their problems and you're trying to figure out what the actual root cause problem is and you're mm-hmm. trying to you um you're trying to figure out their life um for you this one person who's trying to figure out their life for them by placing goals Uh, try to take uh, the actual 
the needed actions to get to that mm. particular. So that's the difference. So uh, technically, still be under the same umbrella as a therapist, right? Um, it's kind of different because you're just first of all in a therapy session, you're actually explaining all your problems, and then the thing is that that I, this is why I didn't want to go to therapy when I was in med school. They give you drugs. You are only addressing the symptom. You are not addressing the whole root the cause. Problem. Root, yeah, root right. mm-hmm. okay. okay. So, so in terms of um, monthly income, uh, are you comfortable talking about that? Uh, no, because like I am just starting. Like I, okay. like I that's fair. Start. Okay. So, so, so I'm not the person to talk about values at this stage, but maybe um, in the future, yes, I can talk about values when I'm like okay. more into. Yeah. That's fine. so. And in terms of marketing, the company that you signed with to be a life coach, do they do the marketing for you, or do you market yourself? So I was doing it myself. I was doing it in the real world, like uh, without uh, the internet services. Like I, um, I wasn't dependent on the internet services because I was in the university and a lot of kids were rich. So, yeah. So the thing is that I think I first got my, uh, my first real clients without even pricing my structures um, at that, at the moment in the university actually okay. it's kind of, it was the green light gotcha. diamond so what uh wh- why should people stay in the present moment Ooh, wow there are more, yeah there are more opportunities uh in the present moment and you need to see you need to look for it for them because this is this is what life is teaching us. It's like in the present moment, so many opportunities are flying by and you may be ignorant of them because you're always, people are often living either in the past or in the future. <laughs> and mm-hmm. if you're in the past, you miss out on all the opportunities that are coming your way to change your life. Every day you have an opportunity saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to, ch- this uh, opportunity is going to say, uh, change your life, but you're not listening. You're not looking. You're blind. You're deaf. You're, <laughs> you're focused on something else. Um, yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Thank you for that. All right, guys. Um, is there any more questions before I, I'm going uh, to ask her the last question, and then you're going to give your final thoughts and then how can we reach you, uh, social media and everything? So I give it to TC and Naira. Naira's all yours. <laughs> you bet it is. So my question is, um, have, you had, have, you, have you had a job before um, after you graduated? Did, were you employed at, at one point in time? Uh, no. Okay. No, because my question would have been, how does it, how would your, your how would your, your entrepreneurship, how it compares to having a nine to five. But if you've never had a nine to five, you've yeah. never, you have nothing to compare it to. So then just talk to me about the advantages of 
of being a life coach and um, entrepreneurship in that way. So you work in your own timing and uh, basically you have um, the freedom to kind of plan your day um, while as a nine to five, you're kind of uh, under someone else. So you don't have time to plan your day. And uh, I guess being an entrepreneur, you get to, you realize your own self-worth and you charge according to the results that you give, that you provide. And is there any job offer that could dissuade you from doing what you're doing right now? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I like that. So so you found your passion. This is what you want to, you want to, you want to be a life coach. Yes. And I have, have an idea for the future as well is to restructure education. So um, I really want to make that happen because um, I think life coaching really goes with uh, restructuring education. <laughs> because you know what? It, wow. It, people yeah. did find their purpose at a really young age, like 15, let's say, and they are not going to stop studying right after university or school, right? They're going to study for the rest of their life. Yeah. So you just, you just hit on something that what, what was one of my questions to ask my yeah. final questions to ask you and it was how can you see the world being a better place and you one you said education what yes. what else what 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 else do you see like what are the solutions and also you uh, as far as you talk about education what else like um as far as like also you can include health in that too so the thing is that um, one of the reasons I got into restructuring education is the thing is that I realized that a lot of leaders do not know what they're doing. They have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> and they don't know what's happening in the country at all. Um, so oh, yeah. they are not in control of everybody. And all they know, know to do is mandate laws that actually benefits businesses like Cypher actually gain like 36 million from the vaccines, USD. Um, Vaccines uh, were supposed to be given to patients. uh, These untested vaccines were supposed to be given to mostly patients who are facing severe conditions. And that did not happen. Only (laughs) most of the people who got the vaccine were actually healthy. So, so, so what's, mm -hmm, go ahead. So the thing is that, um, that's what, restructures education so actually students know how to deal with third world problems if you know how to deal with the third world problems um, I'm sure in the future we can elect better leaders we can um, uh, elect better people for their jobs actually uh, hire better people for their jobs people who are who are not lazy and people who can identify who is re- really intelligent and who's exactly suitable for that job that specific. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's why I like education because I think education is the root cause of everything. And the thing is that um, a lot of us don't know uh, what political leaders are doing is they're increasing the gap between the rich and poor as well. And the thing is that if both of them actually kind of uh, have access to this kind of knowledge, we can reduce the gap. No, you're absolutely right. The, the, yeah. the wealth gap in this country, I, I know the global wealth gap is ridiculous. 
right? Because I've read, I've read articles from the New York Times about the wealth gap in Germany, France, Scotland, England. Yes. You know, it's increasing. And meanwhile, I think globally, um, this generation, well, the millennial generation, I think, is still the most educated of all the groups. And yet the income disparity is so high that we make less than our previous than the previous generations behind us. And, yeah. and it's, it's, the future looks brighter for entrepreneurship, not for jobs. <laughs> yes. No, you're absolutely right. That's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. Yes. Okay. Any more solutions? Uh, or or this education is like the key, which is it is the key. Yes. Yes, um, it is it, to solve most of the problems that are happening worldwide. Yes. Any more solutions or no? I think that's the biggest that that's the biggest problem. I think education, the problem in our education system. If that goes if this business goes right, we'll be solving most of the education, um, most of the situations in the world, actually, global situations. If this business becomes phenomenal Whoa. to everybody and make it changes their whole kind of impact towards life itself because they think that they need to be sad, they need to live this horrible life. But no, it's just those limitations that have been put into your head from a very early age. And you need to unlearn and reel the whole process um, and then expand those limitations um, because there, there, there is a way to reach for your ultimate happiness. So what is the solutions as far as health goes? And then Nairon, you could take it away health. and then she's going to say yeah. final thoughts and everything and that's it. <laughs> so for health, All right. goals, um, for health goals, like what I wanted to do with my company specifically is like, I want to like hire a doctor and I want to hire a health coach and kind of make them kind of work together. Okay. okay. Absolutely. Okay. All right, All right Nairon, uh, get, give, take it away. And then after that, she's going to say her final thoughts and then, you know, social media and everything. And then we're, we're going to close it out. Okay. TC, do you have any questions? No, I'm good. All right. Um, do you do long distance relationships? <laughs> <laughs> and if not, how much is a plane ticket from France to the United States? <laughs> <laughs> right, TC. <laughs> Those are the only questions I got. I got. I got nothing else. <laughs> I felt it coming in. Now I say he's gonna say something. <laughs> I felt it. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, yeah. Donna. Final. Final thoughts. Final thoughts is that. Um, don't think um, life is life is always miserable and you will be in that state. There's always a way to the light. I think that light is within you and you have to learn how to reach for it. Because even if you're going through a tunnel, um, one, one wise person told me, if you're going through a dark tunnel, there is a switch inside you that you have to flick it on and you, you are the light that guides yourself out of the dark tunnel. 
All right. And I do want to say to you also, I do commend you coming from where you came from, you know, abusive household, <clears throat> the black sheep of the family. Yeah. To basically teach yourself and show yourself the leadership that you have in you to become who you are today. I just want to commend yourself and say, you know, good job of getting where you are now. I know that's a lot of work you did, but I, I get it, you know? So I just want to say, you know, congrats on that. Thank you. No problem. That means a lot. No problem. And how can they reach you on social media? How can they connect with you and talk about your podcast and everything? So I'm on LinkedIn. The way you can reach me is through there. And I have a website. It's called www.teoact.net. And that's like the preliminary stages for my big idea. Um, I'm still young and I still have a long way to go. Uh, I still believe that. And my podcast is like uh, where I tell you all the situations that are happening during the pandemic. So I explain, I got a doctor to come um, and actually explain why the vaccine is bad, actually, to support my views. And so I will be like a more trusted person. So it's mm -hmm. called Teo Podcast, The Pandemic Press. Um, we have episode number 37. You have COVID reports, big pharma scams. He talks about everything. He's a doctor. And I got <laughs> everything what he said on tape. So wow. that proves right. And also, we like I was doing my own research and he was doing his own research as well because um, he was a sheep. He explained that he was a sheep to this kind of system. And then he later realized what he was doing was wrong. So I got mm -hmm. it all on tape. And uh, um, we kind of combined our research together. And um, especially for the cures for COVID-19, what are the things you should take? Um, it's, it's for research purposes only. It's not proper health advice, but you had to question your physician local physician with all these cures and everything is on the description. Mm -hmm. Okay. Huh? Absolutely. What's the name of your podcast? Teo Podcast, colon, The Pandemic Press. Okay. Say that one more time. Teo Podcast. T-A-O. Okay. No, no, no. I, I heard you the first time. I just wanted to hear your voice one more time. <laughs> That's good. All right. So, uh, do you have Facebook, so, uh, Instagram? Um, yeah, you that... can me on Facebook. Um, the thing is that, yeah, my Instagram picture, I need to change it um, because, uh, you know, you know, I'm a woman who likes to look pretty, right? <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. I appreciate yeah. the effort that you put in to looking nice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people actually misunderstand this um, because they have one stereotype in, in mind, you know, that um, geeks do not put makeup. I'm like, hello, I'm 26. I like to look pretty. I'm wearing <laughs> makeup. And these are like, I don't know, these are like close-minded people, especially in, um, in university. Yeah. I, I get a I get a very anti-university vibe from you. <laughs> the thing is that it's because I try to fit in and like um, 
things didn't ha- go according to what I ex- expected because like people weren't nice like and I am a person who trusts people like so wholeheartedly from a young age yeah no I get you yeah all right everyone uh that's the end of the episode this is this is episode 33 thank you Ashni for all the knowledge you gave us and that's a wrap on our episode thank you everyone call me call me please oh god <laughs> <laughs>